Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Hemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast. I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Adam Shibali. And here's a bit about Adam. Adam is a full-time podcaster, podcasting business coach, and the host of the Top Rank Podcast, Podcasting Business School, and Podcast Launch Tips. Adam's goal is to teach his students how they can love their show like a hobby and built it like a business. So who doesn't want to build a business, y'all? Adam helps podcasters launch, grow, and monetize their podcast so that they can have a lucrative side hustle, connect with ideal customers and clients, get sponsorships, and create an impactful brand via podcasting. And without further ado, welcome Adam Shabley to the podcast. Yeah, Genesis Amaris Kemp. I'm very excited to be here on the GEMS podcast. And uh, yeah, I love your vibe. I love what you're about. So let's dig in. I'm ready. Awesome. So Adam, what made you become a full-time podcaster? Number one, because sometimes people's like, oh, you podcasters, you don't make any money. You're just doing it for fun. And you know what? The reason why I say that is because I have some of those people in my ear and I'm like, I love it. And they're like, why don't you just get a job? Like, just go back to corporate. You have all this experience. That's an interesting question because I feel like it's half and half. The people that I run into, and like, what do you do? Oh, I'm a full-time podcaster. Half of them think I'm broke and I live in my mom's basement. And the other half think I'm famous. You know what I'm saying? So like, they just, they think I'm Joe Rogan or something. Like, oh, you must be famous. I've had my neighbor actually ask me that. So are you famous? I'm like, yeah, pretty much. And, and no, I, I didn't say that, but I wanted to. But it's becoming a full-time podcaster was an evolution for me where I... I'm a recovering gym owner. That's where I cut my business teeth. I was a personal trainer. Then I, I opened up my own boot camp gym facility. I had that for 10 years. And that's where my, my first show was based out of. It was called The Million Pound Mission. It was a weight loss-based show. And uh, that kind of evolved out of my wanting to expand my brand and expand my reach a little bit. I was helping a lot of people in my hometown with my gym. I was like, let's, let's see what we can do that can broaden the impact. So I started the show and fell in love with it, especially coming from the cutthroat business space of gym ownership where everybody is the enemy that has the other gyms. I had, you know, Orange Theory came to town and they were like hiring people to come in and be members and steal all my secrets and take them back and take members and like just, just stuff like that. It made me kind of fall out of love with the gym space but podcasting was awesome. I started to meet people, you know, and you know how it is. I meet people like you. We look at opportunities to collaborate. Even if you're in the same space, serving the same people, it's like, oh, we should collaborate. It's not competition, it's collaboration. So I fell in love with it. Started learning how to make money as an online marketer. Uh, people, you know, having offers with memberships and courses and coaching. And I was able to replace my income as a gym owner. And I'm able, I'm, I don't live in my mom's basement, but I work out of my own basement, my podcast bunker. And it's, you know, it's a full-time income and I only work four days a week. I've made way more money per year than I ever did as a gym owner. I, I don't work you know, so far this year. We're recording this in December. I've taken 140 days off. So like you can do it. You can leverage it. It takes time. It's not going to be snap of the fingers and it's done. But if you put in the work and you put in the hustle and you stay focused and stay consistent, some pretty amazing things are, are 
are there for you. That is amazing. My eyes over here were lighting up because that is my dream. Like not to necessarily go back to corporate America, but just to make my podcasting, what I love to do, just work for me and just really enjoy my family and no longer trade my time for money because I fell into podcasting, Adam, after my dad passed away. I'm going to be complete honest. It was the easiest thing for me because I was like, versus telling people about my grief journey and having people say something cliche, like, oh, I know how you feel or whatnot. Cause you don't, cause both of your parents are still living or whatever. I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk into the mic. And I just did solo episodes. And then from solo episodes, I started interviewing people like yourself who are amazing, doing incredible things. Then before that, I was just guest appearing on other people's podcasts. It was just so fun to just sit there and talk to somebody and learn something yeah. new. And I see all your uh, cool, <laughs> I don't know if they're magnets behind your posters. Oh, those so- are some of my shows. Yeah, those, those are called Mixed Tiles. That's an app on my phone. And like, you can take pictures of your family or whatever, and they stick on the wall and you can unstick them and move them around. So they're always arranged a little bit differently because it's like, infinite unsticking and stickability. So they're pretty cool. That is really cool. Cause the one that caught my attention was low carb hustle. Let's talk about that really quick. Yeah. So that is my, my current health show that I've got going. So that's, uh, I retired million pound mission at 375 episodes and uh, I'm a year into the low carb hustle podcast. I brought a couple of my buddies on with that as co-hosts, uh, shout out to Danny Vega and Ravishing Robert Sykes. And uh, <laughs> we have a good time and, and we talk about low carb ketogenic diet, but we also talk about doing business in that space. Uh, that's We've all had great success with that. And I've just found like the perfect mix for me with, with podcasting is find something that I'm really interested in and passionate about, find something that I can speak to that I have knowledge around and find an audience that's interested in what I'm interested in and then jam out. And that's what Danny and Robert and I do with, with that show. And obviously you can, you know, we've got sponsors and things like that, but we do workshops, we have coaching and courses and all sorts of stuff. So you kind of revert, you get to know your audience first, reverse engineer the monetization and go, how can I serve these people at a different level that I can't with the show? And that's what they'll pay for. So let's dive in deeper there because I think that's the million dollar question right now because there are so many podcasters out there who have an incredible brand, but then they feel like their podcast is not growing as much as they want. So then they end up hitting pod fade and we never want someone to pod fade because your content is really good. We want you to leverage your audience and then make your audience work for you and you work for your audience. So how did you go about doing that, Adam, to get the success you have now? Yeah. So it's that perfect combination of growing your audience, growing it in in the specific niche too, because you'll hear in the podcasting space, a lot of people like downloads don't matter. And I'm like, ah, they kind of do. Like I I want somebody to listen. I'm not just doing this for the good vibes I get when I, when I spit fire into the mic, I want people to listen, but I also want the right people to listen. I'm not down for downloads for downloads sake. I just posted an Instagram reel today. I have this series called uh, You Might Be a Podcaster If. It's kind of like the Jeff, the old Jeff Foxworthy comedy skit, You Might Be a Redneck If. So uh, you might be a podcaster if you've ever gone to Best Buy and subscribed your every single display device to your show. So that, you know, that's that those are the kind of downloads that we want. Like you don't go to Target and find all the iPads and subscribe all of them to your show. That's just a joke. But we do want to find the exact right people that you can serve. So for my show podcast launch tips, 
that's a niche down show specifically for people that are pod curious. They've been podcrastinating a little bit. They're thinking about launching a show and I serve them specifically. Every single episode, short, sweet, to the point. Here's the podcast launch tip of the week. Microphone recommendations, hosting recommendations, episode flow recommendations, whatever. So that serves them uniquely. And I look to grow that show by doing like clubhouse rooms on that topic. So how do we market and fish in the exact right fishing spots for the people that we're trying to serve? Maybe you could do Facebook or Instagram ads or your keywords are on point. That's something that's huge in the podcasting space as well. You can't have your episode titles, you know, th- those are Googleable. Like that, Google will suck those in and pull it into the Google vortex. So having cute and obscure podcast episode titles that no one knows what it is, no keywords, no nothing, like you're missing out on a big opportunity. That's why on my show, Podcasting Business School, I really focus on podcasting tips for launch growth and monetization. So almost every single title says podcasting tips for monetization, podcasting tips for audience engagement, podcasting tips. Like those are my keywords. So I never miss that opportunity. So we look for the right people, we grow with the right audience, and then we look to serve them specifically. And we go, like I said, you make the friends, you build the relationships, you, you discover the pain points and then where the intersection is with the pain points and what you can deliver on. So with podcast launch tips, people looking to launch, I can definitely deliver on that. I've got my full launch program and that's kind of the the next step. If they're ready to go and they need some help, I can definitely serve them with that. With the health brand, Low Carb Hustle, we do workshops, we do all, all that, all the things and we can serve them when they're ready to go to the next level. So it's that twofold scenario of, actually it's threefold, put out consistent content in line with the the people that you're trying to attract, then keep attracting the right people, looking for avenues to grow that specific audience, build the download numbers. I love shooting for a goal of 1000 downloads per episode. That's going to put your show in the top 20% of all podcasts, which a lot of people don't realize that like a thousand, that's not that much. That's not a million or, or like 10 million, like Joe Rogan per episode. Thousand is very doable, but you got to put in work to get there as most podcasters know, as 80% know because they aren't there yet. So we grow those downloads that we serve them at a higher level. That's how, that's kind of the, the macro look at how we monetize and, and end up going full-time. You replace your income. And uh, when it comes to the monetization situation, you know, looking at things like coaching, workshops, virtual or live events, those are the low hanging fruit to me. You look at, because a lot of people are like, I have a show that's kind of, broad in topic and I'm not a coach. I'm like, all right, cool. What if you have 10 interesting people on your show that you interview every quarter and at the end of the quarter, you have an all access backstage pass where people can pay for, where it's a follow-up small group Q&A Zoom session where they, you are the connector and you're bringing these people in. They get the backstage ticket. They get to ask these people questions. They've listened to the show. I'm like, you know what? I listened to your episode and I had this question and they get kind of that live coaching feel. So that, that's how simple it could be. We choose to go there. So hopefully that's helpful, Genesis. That is really helpful because as you were talking about it, each one of your shows, the three that you're doing has its own avatar. And based on the avatar, you're connecting where they hang out. So when you're connecting where they hang out, you're also driving your podcast. You're getting personable with with that avatar because they're getting to see you outside of the podcasting space. And then you're bringing them into 
into your world while going into their world. Then you also talked about the monetization piece of it. And you do that by having activities that complement your podcast, but also give your followers and your audience a a more insight where they feel like more connected to you. So that's really good. And I like that you mentioned the backstage pass and the Q and a, because sometimes whenever people are listening to podcasts, they may have questions, but if you don't give them an outlet to ask those questions then those questions remain stuck in their mind versus coming out and just really connecting the dots. And I like the fact that you talked about the keywords because keywords are big right now. I just had an expert on my show And we talked about SEO, which is search engine optimization and how important that is because a lot of people don't know about the SEO, the digital marketing and et cetera. But I tell people, what's your personal zone of genius? Because we all have something that we're really good at. So focus on that and what you're not good at, you could always outsource if the time is right and if you have the budget for that. So do what you can and what you can't outsource it and leverage someone else who is an expert in that field. And then, you know, just have that kumbaya. And that's how you're having that collaboration versus competition. And you're also complementing one another because you're leveraging what each other has to bring to the table. Yeah. And another quick SEO tip, if you're trying to think up podcast episode titles or even blog post titles, wherever you're creating content, if you have a title for that, that content, think about what are the 10 questions that your ideal listener slash client would enter into Google to find out about what you teach. And those are your episode titles. So for me, how to launch a podcast? How do I start a podcast? How do I make money as a podcaster? How do I become a full-time podcaster? Those are all the questions that people Google to find my kind of content. So those are my episode titles. Does that make sense? Yes, that definitely makes sense because you're already getting in their head and you're reverse engineering it. You're like, I know this is what someone's thinking because if it were me, I would be asking myself this question. So why not put it out there bold? I want to ask you something, um, Adam. Do you use listennotes.com and how important is that for you if you do use it? My, My buddy, Scott Carson, my pod pal, Scott, he's all about the listen notes. I've just been introduced to it, but I think that what they're doing is fantastic because you're getting an actual peek at the real data on the shows where you can see if somebody has a top 10% podcast or 1% podcast or whatever, and you can see like who's really full of it and who isn't because that happens a lot in podcasting too, where I had an early uh, podcast mentor. I'm just getting started. I'm like, you know, he's like, we're going to get you on some other shows. You just have to always tell them that your show does 3000 downloads per episode, no matter what. I'm like, I'm doing three downloads per episode. I'm not telling somebody I'm doing 3000. And he's like, what, you know, tell me you have 3 million downloads total on your show. I'm like, this is, I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. So that's one of the main reasons I like listen notes. Like people can go on there and see that I'm like a top three-ish percent show, depending on what the current stats are. And I'm super proud of that. And, you know, I'm, I'm open. I've done full episodes where I break down my download numbers and for the year and everything. Like I'm, I feel like in the podcasting space, if there's one giant negative, there aren't very many, but there may, if there's one, it's definitely the uh, tale telling the fibbing, uh, the lying about download numbers. Cause we feel that pressure. We have to have a certain amount to like be a podcaster to be considered serious or, or whatever. And it's just like, you got to serve your audience and you got to build it. You got to, everybody starts from zero. So, you know, you're in your unique position and just own that and be honest about it. And don't, don't feel that imposter syndrome at all, because 
I know a lot of people quit because of that. And all these people lying about their numbers, they're actually doing half or not even half of what they're saying. That puts those numbers in other people's heads and like, oh, I'm not doing that many. So I'm a loser and I'm going to quit. So none of that helps anybody. So I'm, I'm real big on open and honest. I think listen notes, that's a great tool to find out like really what the real deal is. I'm so glad that I stumbled upon listen notes, Adam, because before I had no metrics. And when I was trying to pitch for sponsors, which I currently don't have any sponsors right now, now that I'm wiser, I'm looking at how to really obtain sponsors for my podcast, just being transparent. And when someone introduced me to listen notes, I was like, oh my gosh. And I went back and looked at all the other podcasts that I was guest featured on. And I looked at their metrics. I was like, oh my gosh, they told me this, but the metrics is not saying, and there was some podcast that I paid for early on whenever I was a newbie in the space. And I really didn't know. And I guess that's why it's so important to do your due diligence and always fact check because a pair of lips can tell you anything. But when you go do your homework for yourself, you're really going to understand how to solve the problem because you took the time to work it out. And so you have the solution for the problem. But I say that to say that there are so many different ways to acquire the metrics for podcasts besides listen notes. Someone recently told me about Chartable. Have you looked at that? Yeah. Yeah. Chartable is cool also. And, you know, it's, it's neat because you can see like where your show is charting in different countries and anything that keeps podcasters fired up. You know, there's two sides of the coin. They can see like, oh, I charted in. Zimbabwe or Afghanistan or Qatar or whatever. And those are always like the first ones, like number five business podcast in Qatar. I'm like, all right, let's go. As long as you see that as a cool thing, good. Some people, again, that imposter syndrome starts to soak in. They're like, why am I not charting in the US? Why did I fall off the charts? And they start beating themselves up about it. And it's kind of like Back in the day when I did all the weight loss coaching, I'm used to dealing with people that get in their head about stuff and they talk themselves into quitting. And so if you are that type of person, or if you have that kind of a reaction to something like listen notes or chartable, then don't even pay attention to it. Like don't, don't stress out about it. If you're somebody that gets motivated about it, you're pumped up, you love the social proof, then go all in. It's, you can totally nerd out on it. It's super cool. Thanks. That's really great um, advice there, Adam, because sometimes those metrics could really scare people back into the rabbit hole. But I just want to encourage you listeners and viewers out there is metrics are good, but metrics also could deter you. So know who you are, who your audience is, and know that your voice is powerful because you could very well be the voice to the voicelet. Know that you are creating an imprint and your imprint is driving an impact. If you only touch one life, you've done your part because you don't know who that person is going to go on to touch and impact. And that's where the domino effect and the ripple effect come into play. And then you can very well be the world changer if you you know, take ownership of who you are and what you bring to the table. So just let that inspire you. And don't be driven so much about what other people are doing because we all have a start ugly point and you never know what somebody is doing behind the scenes. People could always put themselves on a pedestal or do all these filters, but you never know what they're doing behind the scenes. You may not know that maybe they're podcasting in their closet or they have a pillow under them or whatever, but just do what works best for you. And you could always improve as you go along. Yeah. Super wise words there, Janice. It's the big thing about podcasting is a lot of people that get in their head at the start. You talked about pod fame. It's like those first seven episodes, 
they're all fired up. They're like, I'm going to have so many people. I'm going to make an impact and I'm going to be making the money. The, and then after episode seven, they're like, my mom's listening and that's about it. And I haven't even been approached by one mattress or underwear or mushroom coffee sponsor at all. What's the deal? And it's just a longer play than that. I, people ask me, you know, have you ever thought about quitting? And I'm like, only every single day, my first year, every single episode, I'm like, this is a waste of my time. No one's listening. I know, and it was frustrating because I knew in my heart that I, my message was important, that people needed to hear it, that it was impactful. And every, you know, like month, I would get one email or one social media DM that's like, hey, I love your show. Thank you. And that would just get me to the next episode, just barely, just a little, okay, now we're creeping along. But basically I made a commitment. When I started, I go, I'm gonna release 52 episodes regardless. I don't care, come hell or high water, I'm gonna do this for a year. Every week for a year, 52 weeks, 52 episodes, then I can quit if I want to. And episode 53, I talked about wanting to quit all the time and why I wasn't going to quit. We ended up taking that show to 375. I, you know, that's the show that helped me go full-time as a podcaster and the whole deal, the, whole, the rest is history. So you got to play the long game with the show. And if you're somebody that's side hustling and you have a, a career and then you are doing a podcast, you're trying to brand build and do that, use that to your advantage. You've got the bills paid. A bad decision would be, let's just quit quit my job and do this with zero audience, zero income, zero, nothing. That's not smart. Don't, I don't, I do not recommend that. I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, I don't play one on, on the podcast, but like you do you, but I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't people I'm consulting with and coaching. I'm like, let's build up, you know, your audience, but then let's build up like a membership or something like I love recurring income streams. So we go, all right, you know, I need to replace five, six, $7,000 a month of income. And I got a membership that charges $97 a month. So I need, you know, X amount of people in there to replace my income. And we just run the math and we build that up. And then once you can do that, I mean, that's what I did with my show Million Pound Mission. I'm like, all right, I'm good. I have recurring income. That's at least like 75% of what I'm used to. The rest, you know, every once in a while, I'd sell a big course or a coaching package to make up the difference. And that gave me the, the comfort zone to go full time. But you got to play the long game. The, the biggest benefit you'll see, in my opinion in the podcasting world is all the connections. Then it's just like the power of networking. Like Genesis is in my world now. She's in my orbit. So when somebody perks up my ears and I think she's going to be a great guest or a great collaboration partner, I'm making that intro hundred percent because she's, you know, come on pod pals on my show. I've come on her show. We're connected now. And like, that's the power of podcasting, the, the networking, the connections, and then things start happening and all of a sudden, a year or two later, lots of opportunities start happening. And I'm in year six and the giant income opportunities are coming in like pretty darn often at this point. But I put in six years of work, multiple shows every single week, social media, everything. But it's worth it to me because I can work four days a week and all the bills are paid and I can spend as much time as I want with my family. And that's the lifestyle is, is way more important to me than the paycheck. So uh, that's something to consider as well. That's amazing because there's a, a song that says started from the bottom. Now I'm here. Everyone starts at the bottom until they arrive or sometimes closed mouths don't get fed. If you're not talking about your show, if you're not asking bold questions, if you're not being courageous, then how are you going to connect with people? And if you ask a question and they say no, so be it. 
maybe the timing was not right for that individual and, and you, but that doesn't mean that your content or your brand is not good. Just take a licking and keep on ticking. Or maybe you reach out to some sponsors and they want you to provide their metrics. Like a lot of sponsors ask how many downloads do you get per episodes? Like, for example, I see that all the time on popcorn and I didn't know those metrics. So I was like, okay, you know what? Move on to the next. But what about if you reach out to your own sponsors and be like, Hey, my podcast is about X, Y, and Z. Your brand is about this. I think we could really compliment and let's get on a phone call to really talk about it. Then maybe that person will, you know, gravitate to you versus you blindly applying to them. And then it's like so many people are casting their, their nets out there to catch the fish, but the pool is so big. So just, those are some things to think about. I'm not an expert in it. To be completely transparent, my background's oil and gas. I spent 12 years in oil and gas, 15 years in corporate. So I'm all about oil and gas and all this stuff. And so when I got into podcasting, this was new. So I'm learning this on a fly, but I get to talk to Adam and so many incredible people who are experts in this because Adam's doing three shows at one time. I'm like, oh my gosh, balls to the wall. Like that is just incredible. And when I was hosting for CEOs, like I would have to strategically block time in my calendar and still find time to do my own podcast. But it was really cool because they gave me everything that I needed. But for someone who's not built like that, you, you can't bite off more than you can chew. Yeah. And that's, that's super important. You gotta, it's a journey and you gotta stay organized and you can't skip steps. And you can't let that ego get you in trouble. We're like, why am I not there yet? Like that's what we hear, whether it's weight loss or financial goals or business goals. Yeah, I achieved this, but I'm not there yet. And we look at that like that out in the horizon. That's the horizon line. We never get quote unquote there. The correct way to measure isn't from where you are to where you want to be. You measure from where you are to where you started. And that's called progress. And that's something we're really good at at checking the check boxes, goal accomplished, bing, what's the next one? Oh, not there yet. Like it's an instant, I'm not there yet situation. I saw all the time in weight loss. Oh, I lost 20 pounds, not at 30, lost 30, but not at 40. Like it's just like an ongoing thing. So we have to keep that in mind with our business and our financial goals as well. It's like, you're getting there. Like you've got your first hundred subscribers to your show, your first 500, you made your first thousand dollars as a podcaster. Celebrate every step of the way. Don't go, Oh, but I didn't make 10,000. Okay, that's fine. But you're 10% of the way there. You know, take that view and build momentum off of that. I think that's a much better way to uh, to go through this journey. Amazing. Yep, definitely got to celebrate those small wins as well as those big wins. And Adam, as we wind down, I want you to leave the listeners and viewers with one or two gems. And remember, the core pillars behind this podcast is to educate, inspire, and motivate. And then close us out with how, where, and how they can connect with you. Yeah. All right. So I love doing a little, uh, what I call implementation challenge for the next 24 hours. This is for, you know, in the podcasting space, we're entertaining. You know, Genesis is entertaining. Obviously she's putting content out there. You love consuming it, but a lot of times we aren't taking those moments of inspiration and implementing on them. That's a, that's an issue with podcast listeners and I'm a podcast listener. All right. So what I want you to do, this is my implementation alarm challenge. Get out your mobile device and you're probably listening to one, on one right now. So that's that's a good thing. There's an alarm on there. You know, every iPhone has an alarm. Go in there and set it for 24 hours from right now. Set it to go off in 24 hours from right now. All right. What I want you to do, if you listen to this episode and you got an idea or you got a moment of inspiration, you're like, I should 
explore that. I should think about that. I should do this or that. What I don't want you, you don't have to worry about solving that entire problem or completing that entire process in the next 24 hours. I want you to just push over the first domino. All right. In the next 20, so then the next 24 hours, you flick over the first domino in line with that idea that you had over this last 30 minutes that you've been listening. And with implementation come results. So that's my implementation alarm challenge. I would love for you all to uh, take hold of that and do it. And uh, yeah, if if you want to follow up with me, hit me up on uh, Instagram at Podcasting Business School. Let me know what you did and I'll hold you accountable. That would be be super awesome. And yeah, if you want to check out my website, it's podcastingbusiness.school. And those are the main two ways to get a hold of me. I love to interact with people. Uh, I I thrive off of human connection. So don't be shy. You'll probably get a voicemail back at you from from the big guy here. So you know that it's me. I don't use any bots. Uh, I answer all my own emails. I answer all my own DMs and stuff like that. So I'm a relationship kind of guy. So uh, Genesis, thank you so much for having me on. If you all got value out of this, hit that, that follow or subscribe button for sure. Leave her a rating review. Let her know. In the rating review, this was your favorite episode. That'll make me look good. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp. And you just heard Adam Shabley. And he talked about all things podcasting, how to monetize, how to get sponsors, how to do that low-carb hustle, all, the, all those good things in the bag and more. So you had a meal plus a snack. So make sure you connect with Adam. And until we chat next time, Peace, love, and lots of blessings. Be great because you are great and you don't need anyone to validate who you are as long as you believe in yourself. So dream big, put a goal next to your dreams so they're no longer wishes, but you turn them into realities and let us know how you're rocking out with this segment. So we're signing out. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.